Greetings, podcast listeners. Welcome back. This is your host, Indra, with Aikido Talks. So this episode is a republishing of my first episode um, of my memories of Yamada Sensei Shihan. And the reason why it's being republished is because my experimentation on Anchor, and which is owned by Spotify, um, I put music on there from Spotify. So there are certain conditions where it wasn't published on all of the channels that uh, Aikido Talks is provided on. It was only on Spotify, and um, it was limited. It was a limited edition, and you know I decided to republish it so that it can go on all the channels. And uh, so once you see it there, if you've heard it before on Spotify, um, you're going to hear this again, but this time it's a wider audience. But I'll start this episode with prefacing um, that there will be a a follow-up episode on uh, a, a wonderful story of Sensei and learning with culture and cleaning. You know, you know I'm obsessed with talking about cleaning and, and the Japanese culture. It's it's such a wonderful thing to think about, right? But anyway, enjoy this little snippet after the station break and um, enjoy. And it's always good to keep the memory of our loved ones, our teachers, our mentors alive. It's very important. And in the Aikido community that we belong in, that the practice is what keeps them alive as well, that we are continuing to practice the gifts that they've given us, that they loved so much um, for, for their purpose of distributing this wonderful art form to us and the world. And we'll be right back after this break. Greetings, podcast listeners. It is good to have you back. As a lot of you know, in the Aikido community, Yoshimitsu Yamada Sensei has passed away this past Sunday on uh, the 15th of January. So it's with that, with great sadness, I mentioned this. Um... But with, with this passing, he leaves behind an amazing legacy, um, a great history, and a gift to all of us, his students. So for the, for the next few podcasts, I'll be talking about some fun things about memories, my memories with Sensei being his student in the school of the New York Aikikai. Um, As you can imagine, there are a million stories in the naked city of New York City, but there's even more stories, a million and plus stories within the New York Aikikai of students. Um, First and foremost, I'm just very grateful. And um, 
it's it's a matter of in the African American community we call it a homecoming. So he is he has gone back home. Right? He is the great spirit now. He's with the Aikido brothers in the in the spirit world. Um and um for those who have had the fortunate opportunity to visit the dojo um in the most recent years you know every so often the the decor has changed a little bit here and there and pictures are moved around but for the past a bunch of years he has uh put the pictures up in the on the mat space near the kamiza and for those of you who don't take aikido the kamiza is the is the front of the dojo mat space you know the um where we display osensei's picture the weapons and floral arrangements um and we also have the weapons there and on one side are all the pictures of you know his um colleagues his brothers of aikido who had passed on before him and uh with uh beautiful framed pictures and one of them being uh late Sugano Sensei who was also partnered with Sensei at our dojo so we were very fortunate to have two senseis for a very long time and um and with the little uh, gold plaques of their names below the pictures and on the opposite wall we had um his teachers sensei's teachers who have passed on and on the edge of that list of his past teachers um there's also the current leader of aikido the current doshu who is who's there and the frame is a different color um it's such a beautiful thing to see and he has a plaque to explain who these people are um and such a memorial and it's a it's a living memorial so during all these years i've i have it's been embedded inside of me of honoring the past honoring the present and moving forward the future for everything that we've been taught that has been given to us to having been passed down and we have an amazing assortment of senior teachers that exist today which is which i'm also extremely appreciative um as those of you who have read um the words coming from the leadership the USAF and New York Aikikai uh sensei would love for for to always keep the dojo open that he would never want it to close it because of his passing so just having us to thrive as with anything we do um we want to keep the memory alive and keep practicing um it doesn't stop um and it's the greatest gift to give back to sensei to practice and anyone who we really admire and adore and um and now he's an ancestor so i could say now venerate um him in in everything that he has given us and will continue but he'll be giving it to us in a different way in spirit um the great aikido spirit just like we talk about o sensei spirit and the same thing with sugano sensei his spirit as well from the new york aikikai 
Um, and for all of you who have lost, and, and then to extend it beyond Aikido, for all of us who've lost loved ones, people who are very important in our lives, mentors, teachers, keep their spirit alive by always talking about them. You know, um, in the African-American community, in the African, I should say, um, in the African community, and that means all of us, um, we, the, the, the way to be is, is living in the spirit of those whose shoulders we stand on. And with that, we do our best to keep polishing our spirit, to keep moving forward and, and to grow. And then to always sort of sit and to reflect on what is our journey and what is our purpose and who are, who are we? Who am I? Who are you? What am I doing? The other thing about Sensei, which I keep mentioning every so often in my podcast is that he always allowed people to be themselves and he says it in his interviews that he he speaks within and um, that is definite and I came from a small school which was great because it sort of kept me in a very clear focus of the basics you know the basic format of Tai Sabaki of form um, practice, uh, attitude, and then coming to New York Aikikai, which I was first introduced through um, a seminar. I came into New York Aikikai. I started Aikido in 1997, and in January of 1999, I started in New York Aikikai. But prior to starting officially at New York Aikikai, my first intro was going to a Christmas seminar. And I believe it might have been in 97, possibly. And then a second one the following year in 98. And it blew my mind as a beginner. Um, My dojo was small, small but mighty. (laughs) And we didn't have a lot of um, Udansha there. And I was fascinated by that, especially as a beginner. You just want to know where you're going and what, what can you prepare for. Um, as among of many things that you think about. And going to the seminar, which was just, you know, was in Manhattan. It wasn't like somewhere far away. Um, It was in New York City where I was going to classes anyway. But it was amazing to see, and you felt the energy as all of us do when we go to um, seminars. Because there is no competition, um, the 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 respect and the orderliness of practice. Everyone sitting when to when to pay attention to a new technique, and and to start when to start how to treat one another, and these are the things and the qualities that I've noticed upon my first visit to Aikido when I first. Before I first began, they called to to watch a class, and it was beautiful. It was so heartfelt, and this continued in the sum, in the in the winter Christmas seminar. Um, it was just so beautiful. Um, 
I went straight into the dojo knowing that. And at the time, I didn't realize there was a headquarters. I just wanted to do Aikido. And this place just had so many men and women that was just filled uh, to the brim. So many high-ranking people and, you know, people visiting from all over to this dojo as well. But to know that this is the place for me because I had intended to practice something for all of my life, not just for uh, a few months, but something that I would embrace and ingest and express. So going back to what Sensei loved was to be individual. So the first school I learned about how it could be and then I did a lot of seminars in my very first year of Aikido um, and then getting the feel of other schools and how they did things when we were going to the seminars and going to Sensei being that he was so high ranking he was a he was a master um, but that he allowed at the same time for us to be individual and then upon the years of my practice going up the levels of Q levels and then when it reached to second and first cues doing randori it came together in terms of being oneself and that you have your own personality it's like sort of baking a cake having your own ingredients and then you express it of course you had to do the basics correctly and he was always there watching you know, us students on the mat would always talk about how Sensei would come on and he would be way across the room. You may not see him, but meanwhile, he's looking right at you because he's seeing what kind of techniques you're doing. And before you notice, he's right behind you, ready to correct you or to give you a compliment that you did well. And before I took Japanese lesson languages, I remember he would come by and he would say, so, 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 so. And I used to be like, what, what? Oh, I guess that wasn't so good enough. It's like sort of so what kind of thing. Until I started learning Japanese, I said, oh, that's what so means. <laughs> oh, wow. I said, that's what a great compliment. So I just humbly continued forward. And you just show up. You know, you just keep showing up, keep showing up, keep showing up. And all the great senior students and teachers who, whose classes I would take, um, just sort of compounded the, the fun and happiness and the great expertise in our world of Aikido, which is so beautiful. The different ways to interpret the same thing, to see it from a different perspective, and then what can your body do versus where are you going with these movements have been quite electric. And then as I rose and then reached to the black belt level where, you know, Shodan is where you become a beginner again, what a privilege. What a privilege. Um, you know, Sensei was always a people person. And even if he didn't speak to you up front right away, if he saw you come in, you know, he would notice. And, um, you know... He would keep track of, you know, if you come often or if you don't, then he'll say, hey, you know, where have you been? You know, and but at the same time, you know, he's a teacher. He's a he's a master. He's a human being. Um, so you give that respect. But he didn't expect you to 
roll out the mat for him but at the same time you just know what to do because at the same time there is the Japanese culture of how to be respectful and if you took the time out outside of your your routine of what you know and took the time to research and figure things out you bring back what you knew and learned then that shows your fortitude about how you really were aware of things um, but if you came back the same way all the time and did similar things um, that you did before and didn't correct or grow any further you know he's not going to you know get upset with you or maybe he will but it, it just clearly shows what detail is all about and um, awareness um, if you see classmates getting above and he'll make sure he would make comments ahead of time um, like especially well during testing that was a, a particular time he would make comments um, in the school um, not just the black belt testing but at the time when he used to do the testing for the Q level he would say more when we would attend more of these exams what joy would bring us to to get any kind of feedback from him any kind when I began teaching classes um, I really got well even before teaching teaching to me has always been still taking class you know it's been you know because you're learning more and you're repeating what you learned from him and all of the senior students under him and reviewing reflecting all the time that's what I do and if he sees something like he'll he always if he was in the building he would always slowly walk past and watch from a distance without saying anything to observe the class <laughs> and if you turned around you know you'd see him you say hi so say he said oh you know that's okay that's okay <laughs> I said oh well, you want to say hi um, for me teaching the kids class I remember one particular time I was giving a lesson about protocol at the very beginning of class so that kids understood the rules and with parents there that's the other thing about sensei he allowed he allowed and I want to say allows because his spirit is strong the parents to stay and watch um, at New York Aikikai, we welcome everyone to sit and watch, and people understand the protocol, you know, never to interfere, interrupt. Um, they just quietly watch and, you know, be comfortable, get a cup of coffee, watch a class. I remember one day I was teaching, you know, something about rules and protocol because it needed to be said, and these kids understood what I was talking about our dear students and and sensei I, I just happened to catch a form at the corner of my eye coming across the floor off the mat and then I looked up quickly and saw it was sensei who decided to sneak between two parents and sit on the couch and and, and sort of like um, place himself in between them very quietly it was the funniest thing I've never seen anything like that ever before with him and I said oh my gosh he thinks I don't see him so I continued as if I didn't see him and then after class 
he he looked at me as I came out. I bowed and said hello, sensei, good morning. And he said, you did a good job. I said, oh my gosh. That in itself is a gift. And that's all. If you, if you had to give me a million dollars versus what sensei had to say to me, um, I would take sensei's word. People say, no, you wouldn't. Yes, I would. <laughs> I'll take the million later. <laughs> but um, this is just a little bit of my reflection of sensei. You know, what a great man, great teacher. You know, I was always welcomed. I was welcomed at the beginning, even though I started that school without a formal introduction. I just kind of busted myself in there and just paid to be a student. And then I jumped on the mat and that's all I did. And I was there forever, Ember, and then realized after the fact that, oh, I should have done a protocol. Um, But that's not how Sensei was. He was pretty, pretty good. He was pretty cool, pretty darn cool. Um, And I'm not going to say, I mean, we'll miss him in the usual form, but I know that Sensei is now bigger than life in spirit. Uh, watching all over us and he will continue to give us lessons I know that for sure peace and blessings my dear listeners until next time